Well, hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Kickout. We said wrestling is back the other day and we've come with a new episode to talk about everything WWE this time. We had a little AEW chat. We'll still talk about AEW in, this, in today's episode. But today we're focusing on two pay-per-views that WWE provided us this weekend. SummerSlam on Saturday, NXT TakeOver 36 on the Sunday. I go by the name of Skillet. I'm Tay. And my name is Mix. And we got a special guest. We got a special guest joining us here today. Someone that I've always wanted to be, to actually wanted to be, uh, to join the, no, not join the kick out, but be a part of the podcast uh, for a long time uh, as a guest. And we've just never done it for whatever reason. He's never joined the, 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 the podcast before. I'm talking about a fellow podcast colleague of mine, my GP brother, Ash Rose. He should be in the invite, right? He should be on the chat. He's right behind the curtain, but of He's course, right you know how this goes. We need the Royal Rumble countdown. All right, before we do that, big up Ash Rose, formerly from the Griller Position podcast, now owner of the Hooks on Wrestling podcast. He's that special guest. Let's count him down. Ten, nine, eight, eight seven, seven, six, six five, five, four, four three, two, one. And Tay, I heard a little bit of echo. Hey! hey. Where's, where's my entrance music? We Well, we counted you down. We you down. <laughs> How are we doing, fellas? And Tay. We all good. We all good. Uh, Tay, you might have to press mute on your mic because I'm hearing echo. Sorry, Donna. But, you, but obviously, unmute when, you know. Uh, Ash, so good to see you. So you. good to have finally have you on the kickout podcast. I was just saying, uh, you know, when the kickout formed, and you know, you were supposed to be one of the first people to be on this show, and that <laughs> never actually ever happened. But we finally got you in 2021. Um, before we start, um, asking you about your thoughts on you know, SummerSlam weekend and NSC takeover, how are you, and how is things hooked on wrestling? Tell me, how's things, my brother? It's all good skills. And yeah, you're right. It's, this has been a, a long term collaboration coming, hasn't it? It has definitely been. It's been a long time. But thank you for having me on the kick out. Long time listener, obviously, as well. You guys. Long time partier with you as well. You and Tail. So we've had some some moments, uh, some events and stuff. And I'm sure we will in the future. And you, Max, when the world gets back to some normality. But things are good, mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Hooks on Wrestling show, show will be back tomorrow. We'll do our own review of the just a quiet weekend in the wrestling world wasn't it so we'll do we'll do a review of that and um yeah and i'll i'll use this moment to plug wwe kids magazine as well which is all going strong and new issue out this week actually that that's good timing skills yeah new issue wwe kids mag out this week so if you've got little ones that love the, the raps yeah man. well yeah obviously um my brother uh shout out to my brother christian he's got He's got four children, but um, he yeah he he subscribes to WWE nice. Kids, Mag Kids magazine, and uh, he's a massive fan of your work because of our days together in GP. So uh, for sure, uh, I was just I was actually we had a conversation with him the other day, and I was just I was giving him some memory lane when you and I was in Brooklyn for SummerSlam in 2017, and I was figure fouring uh, <laughs> the guys. <in> <laughs> I was putting guys in a local pub in figure fours and chopping their chest and doing a Ric Flair shot. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. I think proposing to everyone that walked past in a macho man In a voice. macho man, Randy Savage. Will you marry me? It's Classic. That will yeah. live with me forever. <laughs> yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people said yes. 
they did. Yeah, and then, and then did the Randy, I did the Randy Savage, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Put in the air afterwards. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So yes, let's talk. Let's get straight into it. Um, actually, before we talk about SummerSlam, actually, I want to hear your thoughts because I know, um, you know, everybody's on this CM Punk hype. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I tried to call you on the episode, and you know, you didn't answer the damn phone. But um, you know. CM Punk is back uh, and he's in the rival company now, AEW. Um, your honest opinion, please. Like, are you at least happy to see him back in the squared circle? I know you've got some controversial opinions about CM Punk. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm really trying and I, I haven't said much on social media not to be that guy because I, I'm not trying to be that guy. But let's be honest, right? Firstly, it was an amazing moment. That pop, like, I haven't heard a pop like that for a long time. And Absolutely. The sad thing is I'm not sure we'll ever hear a pop like that again, as we, as we said it. That could be the last big return pop in wrestling, which is kind of sad, I guess. But it was, you know, it was massive. And I like the way that they didn't need to advertise it. It opened the show. That it, it was there. The moment was there. And I, look, it's great to see CM Punk back. I'm a wrestling fan. I want to be entertained. All I'm all I ever sort of say is that I've never really drunk the punk Kool-Aid. Like I get and respect that he's brilliant in the ring and the summer of punk in 2011 was one of the best summers of wrestling that we've all experienced. He's just not for me. Like I right. just I don't I don't resonate with CM Punk. I don't he, he's just not my guy. And that's nothing I, there's nothing I can I'm not critiquing him or criticizing him. I just doesn't intrigue me or interest me as, as some others. I didn't like some of the slide digs at WWE. He did, as I mentioned to you on Twitter, that, you know, if, if he didn't want to go there and not be a professional wrestler, don't go there. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take the money. Don't take the stardom that WWE gave you. And WWE on at fault. Uh, totally. He's the end of his run. We all know what happened. He was promised stuff he didn't get. They're, they're totally not blameless in the whole situation. I just, so he, some things he does and says, leaves a bit of, bit of taste in my mouth and he's not the only wrestler to do that so it's great to see him back and i'm wrestling it better with him i'm just he's just not my guy i think that's the nicest without being too negative and being oh that guy i that's what he's just not for me that's what i would say i mean i i definitely hear what you're saying um i to be honest with you i i kind of felt he was quite light oh um, yeah you I know, I, I honestly expected I I honestly expected him to kind of really go at WWE and he didn't do that mainly because he was just being fully himself. I mean, obviously, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, because it's not really much of a difference, to be honest. No. But he I just felt he was so emotional. And I think the reason why he probably didn't have a real go at WWE is because he's probably really much in a happy, happy place where before some of Punk Punk and, and what came after that, he wasn't. He was in a really negative space. He wasn't happy there. He wasn't happy in the company. Even the company, if you think about it, even the pipe bomb, he was speaking from his heart about yeah. things. And WWE, instead of listening to what he had to say, they just listened to the audience reception and they were like, all right, money, let's, let's yeah. give you a contract. But we're not going to actually listen to what you actually said in your promo, which is kind of, you know, I mean, I guess to a certain degree, they, they, they did make some differences, but... You know, it's hard when you work with Vince McMahon. It's hard. But some, you have to play the game in WWE, and it, some don't like that. And I get that. If I was a CM Punk mindset, I wouldn't like that. But WWE is what it is. And as we were discussing over the weekend, you, one man isn't really going to change that as much no. as you want. Daniel Bryan had a great go, 
But in the end, it all falls back down to, to one guy and the way he wants to see it portrayed. Like, look at NXT. We all love and enjoy Triple H version of NXT, but one man doesn't, and that's why we're getting some sort of revamp. I'm not happy about it, but that's, no, that's the machine, and you kind of have to play the game. And Punk didn't. That's his personality. No pun intended, but... I just, <laughs> he's just i just don't get it i think I'm, I'm in the vast minority of mechs we talked about this didn't we when you were on the hooked on wrestling show like i know i'm in the vast minority i just i've never been that he's never been my guy i just just don't get it with him i just don't see what others see like when roman came out of the weekend and said about him not having the same profile as cena and reigns uh, uh, cena in the rock totally right like of course he does I, I i i i still Skillet, it's right. Bit, Skillet, no, we've had know this conversation. You know, do you know what it is? Do you know why I have a little bit of problem with that? Yes, he could, you can say that in terms of mainstream appeal, in terms of style of Hollywood and whatever, because Cena's done other things that's kind of boosted up his profile. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. But, but if we're talking about a wrestling standpoint, I mean, I mean, look at this, look at the merch AEW has sold this this weekend alone. And, you know, it's, it's, and 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 the, the amount of views that YouTube channel has, you know gotten of his appearance like you can't and that pop punk got like that i i'm gonna be real with you guys i've never heard cena get a reception like that never the yeah, but cena's not been away for seven years and potentially that is true you've got that like and, the and they didn't re-debut cena in boston massachusetts yeah exactly he was in chicago as well yeah you but if, you, if you're but if you're if you look at it objectively I'm not saying Cena is not more over. I'm not saying that because when I when you someone's over, you draw emotions from yeah. the crowd, no matter what how they feel, right? No matter how they feel, you're drawing emotions from the crowd. But you, I think we tend to forget with John Cena, a lot of the reception he got wasn't always positive. Who died? Did, did, did you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like from 2015 onwards, Cena has really stamped a mark for himself. Where yes, all right. Now people get it. Now people respect him. Now people love him and adore him. But that wasn't always the case. Like 20, 2005, Cena was getting go-away heat. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And, and at that time, that's when he was the world champion. So this is, this is the thing that we tend to do. We kind, of, we kind of try to forget history, but I don't ever forget history. You know what <laughs> I mean? Look, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think anyone is, is doubting what you're saying, but I feel like as maybe more of a punk fan you feel like maybe he's being discredited, which isn't the case. Like, everything you mentioned... Well, I mean, in terms Reigns, of, that is a bit of a discredit. Reigns no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, but he's being Reigns. He's the character. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. from what we're saying, yeah, I think everything you mentioned in terms of the, the amount of people that came out to see him, the T-shirt sales and stuff, John, John Cena has yeah, done of all course. of it. Oh, 100%, like, so, 100%, it's, it's 100%. not to say, you know, punk, oh, he done this, blah, blah, blah. It's just a case of, you know... He's he is good, he is very good in wrestling, but it comes down to you know what I was saying to you the other day. Punk is nothing more, and it sounds mad, and I don't want to sound like I'm discrediting him, but he's nothing more than a top wrestling star. Yeah, but these men have done it, these men have done it in wrestling, they've done it in the mainstream, which makes them crossover, which makes them more of stars. So when Reigns is saying what he's saying, he's in character one, two, he's putting over the WWE guys. And wait, number you know three, what? right wait, now, he's on. the top guy in WWE. So he can wait. say who made it and who doesn't and who doesn't make the grade. It's, it's, it's what no. Reigns does right now, isn't it? No, no, no. You know, I've got a little bit of an issue with what you just said, actually. Because a top wrestling star, to me, is someone like a Kevin Owens, 
a top wrestling star to me is someone like a New Day, right? They're top wrestling stars. But okay. CM Punk has actually transcended to mainstream. He has. You, there's a reason why. I'm, and you know what? Do you know what proves that? No, like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Oh, you know what sure. proves that point? Do you know what proves that point? Was when he went to UFC. Of course, his UFC run was terrible. He was too a bit arrogant with that. And he was too a bit too self. Uh, he, I think he felt too highly of himself that he thinks he could actually compete with actual MMA fighters. That's another thing on its own. But the, the fact that he actually was a box office draw for UFC shows he was a mainstream star. I, I think I think we're stretching it. I think we're stretching yeah. it a bit. It's a different kind of mainstream as well because my you know interpretation of mainstream as well, when you look at Rock and Cena, is that... Yeah, no, it's different levels. It's different, different levels. levels. I would go to my sister who has no clue about wrestling whatsoever and show her a picture of you know Dwayne Johnson and John Cena. She'd probably know. She would no idea who CM Punk was. Because yeah, that's, that's, that's a fair point. That's a different yeah, level. And you, also, the, the CM Punk point I always, always think as well, like, one, you're always a bigger star the longer you're away, because that's that's just wrestling. The longer you're not there, the bigger star you become. Whatever company you're in, we all chomp like even over the weekend, Becky and Brock are bigger stars for being in, out for a while than they would have been, you know, if we'd seen them every week. That's just the nature of wrestling. So to be out for seven years, you're gonna get those views, you're gonna get those pops. And also punk became the answer. You know, WWE, as much as I love it, as much as you guys love it, hasn't been brilliant. In, no. in the last 18 months, not all down to themselves because of the COVID situation as well. But the stuff that is down to them that we haven't liked, all the stuff we see on Raw because Raw's really struggled, Punk, you know, AEW became the answer and Punk became the answer. Yeah. So to everyone else, Punk is now the answer to all those, you know, desperate cries for WWE to be better and to Punk to come back there, which never obviously happened, even though he came back to backstage again, came back to WWE, stop moaning about it if you're not going back. But he became the answer. And that's why CM Punk, that's one of the reasons people are so desperate to drink his Kool-Aid because he is seen as the answer. And I've got no, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's an alternative thing. And that's what AEW have become. They've done it very well. And Punk fits that mold now. There's an argument that CM Punk doesn't even actually fit WWE anymore. But maybe that's yeah. an argument for another day. Tay, you didn't really, you wasn't, you kind of fell out of wrestling at that time when Punk was doing his thing, right? Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, and from the beginning, yeah, 2011, I wasn't really watching that closely. Um, I kind of got him towards the end when he'd become a bit more fed up. <laughs> so he had passed his... Um, more miserable. Yeah, yeah, he'd become more miserable. But then it, that, that kind of became like a nice kind of character in itself because of all the, you know, just everything was placed like correctly. And then Punk was just like completely different, like just talking recklessly. And people were like, oh, that's that's something different. That's something new, let's, let's like hang on to that. So I can see where you're coming from, Skinner. And I do have some things I do definitely agree with. And some things I'm just like, he's, he's definitely not as big a star as Roman Reigns and Cena, that's for sure. But again, he never had uh, the- You mean the rock? You mean the rock? Yeah. You mean the rock? Don't, don't do it. Right, not Reigns, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, no, is he as stop. big as a star as Roman? Next stop, next stop, stop. You guys are being ridiculous, you're being ridiculous, you're being ridiculous. You know, you know CM Punk has got number one, number one- He's a rebellious person. He's what people are going to flock to if they want to rebel. Anyone who wants to rebel against WWE is going to flock to CM Punk. I, I, in my opinion, I feel Punk is very justified to feel how he feels. 
Um, I feel, you know, WWE has been very, you know, very frustrating company to work with. I can definitely imagine that, especially being a pro wrestler, especially if you love the sport of professional wrestling, especially if you love that, you know, so I can understand. Uh, he got number one uh, shirt sales in pro wrestling tees, which crashed on that day. Uh, the number one before that was the Bullet Club merch, which was like the biggest merch for a long time, probably since like... It was, I think, the biggest. Cena, um, Cena, maybe Cena, NWO, maybe I don't know. Stone, well, Stone Cold. He broke. Sting had the record on pro wrestling tees um, when Sting just came back um, before oh. CM Punk. So oh. yeah. <laughs> no, but they've. They, they, Punky knows over the... Sting. Hmm? No, I love Sting. Sting. No, no, I love Sting. I love. Don't get it. You know I love Sting. I, I I, by the way, for guys who don't know in this chat, Sting is Ash's number one. That's Ash's number one. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, okay, well, listen, we'll, we'll put a stat mark on there. Don't ever, ever in your life again, Max, compare Roman Reigns' fame to CM Punk. But anyway. I said, I said it's a conversation worth having. No, it's that's not. It. It's not even a conversation, but that's okay. But um, let's, let's talk about SummerSlam weekend. This is why we're here. Um, you know, Max and I, before you uh, joined us, Ash, and before you joined us, Tay, we were talking about the, uh, the kickoff show, the panel with Booker T, Rosenberg, Kayla, Kayla Jackson looked incredible, by the way. She looked stunning. And um, who else was it? Jody King Lawler. Um, and Booker T was given, um, what's the Irish fellow name? Kevin, Kevin Patrick. Booker T was giving him, I, I, I love Booker T. I do love, and I know he's joking about, I know it's all like play, but it was a bit like, if I was Kevin Patrick and I just started and Booker T say to me, you better earn your paycheck. Cause like Rosenberg is my man. Like I just be like, I'm not here for this. <laughs> I'm just here to do a job. But uh, Booker T was having such a good time. But um, I think kickoff the the first match was Biggie versus um, Baron Corbin, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, let's go to you first, Tay. Tay, did you get to see this match? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good first match. It wasn't I'm trying to remember the end of it actually because it was a long weekend. Well, <laughs> Oh, Biggie beat him. That's that. Yeah. But I, did, I was a bit confused, guys. Why was there a new? There was like a new ring outer for that. Was it only for, was it for that? Oh, match? Yeah. Was a competition. So, wasn't it? Yeah. So she yeah. won a competition on TikTok to be oh. the ring announcer. Um. So yeah, I thought she was pretty good, to be honest. Rain <laughs> Cruz, I think her name was. Okay. So she might get a contract with WWE one day. But she 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 does ring announcing. Like she works for like some small indie promotion. Does it's not a competition, is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what she flew, she flew her way. She cheated her way to the top. Yeah. But Ooh, experience. But yeah. Okay. Um, Ash Biggie being the kickoff. Um, you know, being the first guy in the kickoff match. Is this where you want to see Biggie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're treading water a little bit, aren't they, with him at the moment? He's obviously, there is a plan, I like to think, with the briefcase. What, what you know, I'd like to think, but there might not be, but they don't seem to know what to do with him right now before they get, I mean, I'm enjoying his little funny skits with Paul Heyman where he's just popping up and, and with the briefcase and stuff, but I feel like he needs a meaty feud before there is an attempt of a cash-in. I mean, who knows how, how long that, because... Who knows who's going to take the belt of reigns? It's it's such a hard task to, to for that story to end and to be that guy. I mean, I'm not even sure Biggie is that guy yet. I'm not. I don't know because I think he needs something. I I still no, think I, on Lashley. I think he should be moved to Raw and cash in on Lashley. I think that's a better story. It moves him away from reigns. I don't think he's the guy for reigns. Not yet. 
So maybe um, they're keeping him cool until with the draft. I don't know. I mean, you're definitely right with the the bills of Biggie at the moment. For sure, he's not he's not ready yet because they haven't given him anybody like of worthy he has defeated yet. Um, but if I'm honest with you, I don't like. I just feel they need to build. This is a good way to build a new star, a main eventer, which is which Biggie could be that guy if he catches in against Reigns. But obviously, catches against Reigns while Reigns has already defeated the likes of Brock Lesnar or the likes of The Rock and stuff like that, big bigger names, and then he catches in then. I think that's a great way of making him a star. But yes, you are right. There's no point making him catching in Reigns if he hasn't had a feud with somebody of note or worthy, like a Seth Rollins or a Edge. Or do you get what I mean? That's what they need to start doing with Biggie. Um, otherwise, most likely, you're probably right. He's probably going to get moved to Raw. I can see that happening for sure. Um, okay, so Biggie Corbin, that thing was over and done with, which is good. I'm really liking Corbin, though, guys. I'm sorry, I'm loving this. I'm loving this Corbin thing. Did you see his skit on Twitter or Instagram? No. So obviously they were in Las Vegas. He's gone into the um to gamble into a casino with thirty dollars. He's won a hundred dollars. He's like running around the casino with a hundred dollars, saying that finally he could probably buy like some food, probably get a new <laughs> shirt to replace his stained shirt. Like he's completely embracing this character, and yeah, he's doing some good stuff. No, he's killing it. Like I've always been a Corbin fan, but I can understand why people wasn't. Mm. Now I'm. I, I if anyone was to kind of like hate on Corbin, I, 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 that would really kind of rub me the wrong way now. because I'd like pretty. to see him hook up with Cameron Grimes. I think that, that would be a nice see, way that, to bring that'd be amazing. into the, yeah. the up yeah. Ross, I love Cameron Grimes. I think this storyline with him and LA Knight and Ted DiBiase has been the sleeper story of 2021. It's been very it's been good, yeah. Fantastic for both guys, because I wasn't really sure of either of them before that yeah. view. But yeah. I think Grimes has come out of it, such a lovable baby face. LA Knight's killing it. And I think if NXT is going down this route of more new young stars and moving some across, I think that'd be a great way for Corbin's money troubles to be helped out by, you know, to the moon, Cameron Grimes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, you're right. You're right. I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying that, that, that feud as well. And I have been a bit, I've been a bit on and off NXT recently, but I've been, yeah, I've been keeping tabs. So yeah, for sure. Um, next, what was the next match after the Biggie Corbin? So the first match on the card was um, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. We had RK Bro chasing AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Hey man, I'm I'm gonna give it up to Riddle, man. Riddle Riddle has made this whole thing work for me. And then don't get me wrong, Randy Orton has played his part too. I'm not saying he hasn't. He's Orton has been great at it as well. But I did not see this thing working at all. Like this is like to me, this is like a rock and sock connection kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm. It's it's amazing stuff. I love it. Riddle is really he's the, I mean, I know it's not far from who he is in real life, but he's really killing it with that stuff. He's, you say you say stoner, Max. I say surfer. <laughs> <laughs> with that gimmick, he's killing it. Definitely, Ash, yeah. definitely a stoner. Definitely <laughs> a stoner. Uh, Ash, um, are you happy with Riddle and Orton being the tag team champs? Yeah, I think it was time for you know AJ and Omos to to drop them. I think Omos is getting billed for a run, isn't he? You know, he's a Vince guy for sure. We, we yeah. can expect something from him. I'd like to see AJ back as well in singles competitions. I think they've, yeah. they've done what they needed to do. Um, you know, RK Bro is typical. It's a WWE odd couple, isn't it? They love to throw, like you said, Rock and Sock. You can look at Booker T and Goldust and, and Booker T and, um, R, um, oh, sorry, R-Truth and Goldust. Okay. You know, they like to throw these random odd couples together and most of the time they're really fun. It's 
especially a SummerSlam fodder match. Um, you, you know, you know where it's leading. Randy's going to go darker and, and turn on Riddle at some point, and that does great stuff for Riddle as well. I mean, it took me a long time with Riddle. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I, we are we asked the question a lot on the uh, the Hooked on show that what was Riddle? I just didn't understand what he was trying to be. Like I didn't understand the gimmick, but really, he's us. He's, yeah. a, he's a wrestling fan. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I was sure. about to say, I'm not a stoner. No, yeah, taking away the stoner, he, you know, he's the way he interacts with superstars is kind of like a bit like how Bailey did back in the early NXT days. You know how like, his reaction with the Viking Raiders. I remember his his mannerisms in Money in the Bank with Ricochet and what the stuff he's done with Randy Orton. He's kind of a wrestling fan who's also a bloody brilliant wrestler at the same time as well. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's for a younger audience. As well, the scooter, the flip flops, the birds. I get it. His presentation is probably an aim for us, but I don't hate it. Like it makes me smile. I agree totally. He makes me laugh. Um, like when he was when they had that segment on Raw when he looked like they were about to break up. He said, "You don't want to be my friend anymore." And then you had the whole crowd going, "Oh!" Like, like it was like that stuff like that. That's when it works. Like the fact that people can understand the cues and. The getting what he's saying and it's yeah it's great stuff Tay, are you a fan of uh rk bro i am a fan of rk bro actually it's just like nice light-hearted wrestling yeah. no i mean you don't expect too much from it you just want to see a good match and they'll put on a good match and ash is and ash is absolutely right like the the viper is gonna come out he's gonna like yeah. they'll they'll book it where orton actually does fall in love with him and Orton does start to like him I mean, he's gonna be really conflicted at one point and then he's gonna just go back to what he knows best and that's being a prick <laughs> I, mean, I, must, I must critique one thing though aj styles almost not your traditional tag team have now dropped the titles to randy orton and riddle not your traditional tag team yeah. where are the tag teams on raw where are the tag teams anywhere when you got a team like the Street Profits, who for me are phenomenal team, like yeah, like they I've compared them to they could be like the New Age Outlaws, like throw them in the main event mix, they wouldn't look out of place. Yeah, for what sure. Are they, what are they doing on SmackDown? Like I know you know I like the Mysterios, and obviously the Usos are killing it as part of the bloodline, but they're not really they're doing nothing on SmackDown, and as you say, Tay, like on, and Mex on Raw. Where are the tag like other than the Viking Raiders? Who are the tag teams on Raw? The New Day, the New Day, I don't think have been on TV since they dropped the the tie. Since yeah. Kofi lost to um, Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank, they weren't on TV since then. They had a little skit, I think it was last week, running through the back of Miz's promo backstage, and then obviously on SummerSlam we saw Xavier Woods do this Razor Ramon water gun thing. Um, but yeah, New, New Day haven't even been on TV, and that's like their biggest tag team act. Yeah. Speaking of tag teams, is it true that FTR is over? It seems like from um, Dax, Hay Dax Hayward's tweets. That, that. That's so upsetting, man. He, he tweeted because, top, because top guy out and yeah, because... Um, Cash Wheeler cut his arm, right? He cut his arm. His arm on the, yeah, in AEW. But, um, so they tweeted that, but I don't know whether it's they're going to take a break as a tag team. Um, he does solo. He does solo work, and then, for now, and then he'll or, come back. Yeah, or they're leaving AEW. Like who knows? No, I don't think they're leaving AEW. I think I hope it's. I hope it's what you just said. I think it's mm. Dax is going to have to be a solo wrestler for the for, for, for coming future, yeah. and then Cash will come back and hopefully they'll reform. I'm hoping Cash is okay because that's mm. that sounds really bad. I love those guys. Okay, um, what was the next match, Max? I can't. You know, I can't remember the damn. We had Alexa Bliss <laughs> versus Eva Marie. The match that I'm. Sure. Oh, Tay's favorite wrestler. Let's get, let's get to Tay. Tay, Eva Marie's back. 
and she was in a feud with Alexa Bliss. One of your, you actually genuinely like Alexa Bliss. So, but I, I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not happy with this new. This Alexa is a Bliss. pile of bullshit. It's a pile of bullshit. <laughs> How dare they give Alexa Bliss Eva Marie? Are you crazy? This is insane. Why yeah. is Eva Marie here? Why is she here? You got rid yeah. of Ruby Riot for this. I know. Still, I know. Um. I don't know yeah. what they're doing for Drew Drop or Piper Niven. I hope from this she's gone solo and leaves Eva Marie to leave. I don't know. But I just, I don't know why she was chosen to come back and and put people on. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Considering <laughs> she's got no entertaining skills, no wrestling skills. She's just on the TV to look pretty. And that's it. Jesus, pipe bomb tea. Right. <laughs> um, it, it is, it is, it is a shame that even Marie can't cut a promo because if she could cut a promo, and like it doesn't really matter if she can't wrestle, but if she could cut a promo at least, and because she's got, she's already got go away heat. But imagine if she could actually talk with the go away heat. Oh, it would be so good for Piper Nevin because Piper Nevin could probably like really excel from that. But that hasn't really happened, and I guess they just they've cut the storyline short because they know this is not working. Piper's probably going to go solo now. Um, Ash, are you a fan of Piper Nevin's work in NXT UK? And what do you think about her in the main roster? Uh, yeah, I mean, she's obviously a, a talent. She's, you know, I, I remember seeing her on an indie show, actually, a few years ago when I was in Glasgow um, and, and being impressed. She's obviously a different type of women's wrestling you don't see very often because even with her build, she's really athletic. Really, you know, she's got great agility and stuff. And you've yeah, seen for sure. Snippets of that in the ring already on, on Raw. Um, Dewdrop is I don't understand. I don't I don't know why why the what you know why WWE have no sold the fact that they know that she was in WWE in NXT UK before. I, I don't understand that way of thinking. But okay, fair enough. Um, it looks like she's she was kind of smiling at Alexa a lot in this match. So is that where we're going? Is Dewdrop deflecting from Eva Marie to join? Alexa, oh, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't, know what's worse. Yeah. I think, I think maybe she was more smiling at just the demise of Eva Marie during yeah. the match. I okay. hope so, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a massive, massive Alexa Bliss fan. Like, I think everything she's ever done, bar Bailey, this is your life. She's knocked it out of the park. Like, she's so okay. underrated in that women's. When they talk about, you know, and they big up the women's revolution, blah, 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 she always gets missed off. Like, you know, we all talk about the four horsewomen and they are what they are and they should be on this pedestal. But she's not far down, you know. And she's not the, you know, in-ring general of others. But girl can tell a story. And even yeah. in this stuff that she's been given, I thought she'd be, you know, a bit more shit on really last night with the whole Bray Wyatt thing but they seem to be she seems to be still over even with a you know a doll so fair play to her because she's getting this where it goes I don't think they know anymore because no. I'd like to see twist you know the original like I'm ready to see proper bliss back now God, the goddess yeah the goddess need I think the, the division could need it as well but, for sure 100% yeah. oh we just got a question uh Oh, this is dedicated. Okay, so this is by Ronnie underscore QPR. Yes! Cyber uh, Ron87, he's always like a avid listener of the kickout. And I think from GP days as well. He says, hello, boys. This says 1,000 words, in my opinion. He's talking about CM Punk. Over uh, one-third the views in two days. So my question is simply, is this the biggest return slash pop ever? It is, in my opinion. And also to Ash, 
Come on, your R double S. What does that mean? Come on, your R. Oh, I should have known that. That's really yeah. bad. Yeah. Oh, I was right about QPR. They won me some money the other day. Yeah, um, thanks. Um, so, what do you guys think? We're going to circle back to CM Punk quickly and then we go back into Summer Sun Review. Biggest return pop ever? I think the biggest return, like definitely in my lifetime, the biggest reaction. I mean, pop, I don't want to sound petty, but we can, I don't have the decibels, you know, to I'm measure the, the pop. Yeah. It's, I'm in gonna a closed, mention... it's in a closed stadium. Like I'm... Becky's Becky's pop the other day was loud, but it's in a open stadium. Yeah. And we have to take that into consideration if I'm being really petty, but it was a massive pop. I'm going to close this question, this debate, because I know what the biggest return pop is of all time. is when Stone Cold Steve Austin came back at Backlash, Rock versus Triple H, that place blew the roof of yeah. that arena. It's not in the hometown of Texas. It wasn't in the hometown of Texas. Nothing like that. It wasn't in a home field advantage. Nothing. No offense to CM Punk, but it wasn't nothing like that. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't think you can get any louder than a Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance. That's my opinion. So that's no. what I'm going to say. I think you're right. I mean, I'd throw in Triple H in Madison Square Garden. That's a close. That was good. That was top good. five, top three. Because that I when someone says pop, that's where my mind. That's the first thing that comes to my mind yeah. too. Yeah, that was that was tremendous. But yeah, you know, Stone Cold, especially with the glass smashing, you know how loud it is because you get Come that on. half a second before the music kicks in. So, Come although on. I have been playing Cold Personality all weekend, so tell me, yeah, because it's a tune. <laughs> Whatever, what you think about seeing Buck, it's a tune. It's a bad boy tune. Okay, um, let's get back into SummerSlam and then we'll answer some more questions. Another question is coming, but we'll get to that when um, we talk about a certain match in. Uh, the SummerSlam review. What was next, Max, please? Um, United States Championship match. Um, Damian Priest got the win. He beat Sheamus, become the new United States champion. Max, I'm gonna go to you with this. Mm. Is this was this too early for Damian Priest? I don't think so. I think they've there is some stock that they've got in him. They clearly like him. Um, you know, they paired him with Bad Bunny to do the whole WrestleMania thing, and you know, someone that they didn't think somewhat highly of wouldn't have you know, come up from NXT and just slotted straight in with a, a megastar like Bad Bunny. You see what I mean? So they clearly rate him somewhat. They gave him the big elimination at the Royal Rumble of Kane, who is obviously one of these kind of record performers when it comes to the Royal Rumble. So he's had a few couple of nice spots this year. Um, it's, this was natural progression. They, for a while, he stalled on the main roster following WrestleMania. Didn't really have much to do. Wasn't even on Raw. And yeah, Sheamus hasn't done much with that United States Championship. He's been injured um, with the nose break. I think he got with Humberto Carrillo, I think it was. Um, so yeah, I think this was just kind of natural progression. He can kick on. And I guess this is like the building of new stars we always ask to see. So yeah, yeah, I think it was just normal. Like, yeah. Ash, what's your thoughts on Damien Priest? Yeah, it, it took me some time in NXT to, to get to the point of... Because I didn't really understand what he was trying to... Because he had this kind of goth kind of imagery with the, the entrance and the bow and stuff. But then he was trying to be like a, a playboy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never quite got what, you know, what the mesh between the two were. But I think they've lessened the gothness on <laughs> And I think he's... Yeah, no, getting away from Miz and Morrison is the first thing because... Like it's been done, it's been done to death. That we, we needed to get away from him. Bad Bunny obviously made his profile higher. I think Mex is right. I think 
he again, he's been trading water a little bit. I think he needed some sort of boost. This is probably it. I wouldn't mind seeing this again, actually, because I think they could probably put on another show. If Shame, I think Seamus has done some great stuff in 2021 in terms of in-ring rivalries and stuff and, and doing the kind of underappreciated job. So, yeah, why not? You know, the, the US title is a funny one, isn't it? Because it's... You never know. It's like flavor of the month at the moment. It's never you never see both titles like mid card titles on the same show at the moment. So they seem to be going with the US title, which is fine. But as I always say, as long as the plan for Damian Priest now, and if it's Sheamus for the time being, great because he's good on the mic. You know, that's what I like about Priest. He can tell a story. Yeah, he can. You know? can. I, and yeah. I've always been a Damian Priest fan. I do agree. That I, I I do agree. I don't think they knew what to do with him when he first came to NXT either. Um, and uh, I think the, the 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 goth playboy thing was kind of influenced from Blade. If you if remember, if you ever watched Blade villains, they were a bit like goth goth okay. playboys. Yeah, yeah remember vampires. remember we were calling him the raving um, the raving vampire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think they've they've toned down on that now and trying to bring out his true personality out. To be honest, and uh, yeah, he cut a decent promo cool. afterwards when he won, when he won the belt. So yeah, and I think you're absolutely right, Ash. More priest than Sheamus matches. Uh, hey, are you a fan of Damien Priest? I'm just gonna I'm gonna get some more light in this camera. So you answer this question. <laughs> um, I I again wasn't sold on him before, but do you know what? I'm actually growing to like him. I said before previously that he was gonna get the USA champ the US championship as payoff for the zombie stuff that he had before. <laughs> um, so I like I said, <laughs> he's got it in the bag. It's good. I do see. Do you know what? I do feel like they they're on his side and he's gonna get pushed to high heavens. I see that they what they're pushing for him is what they wanted Big Cass to be, kind of way back. So nice. I do feel like he's going to have quite a good run. I was just going to say, yeah, maybe you've kind of answered it, but obviously in NXT, he became North American champion for a short stint. Now he's US champion. So these are like two mid-card championships. Do you think this is maybe where they see him? Or is, there, is it too early to say, do you think they can still, you know, he could be world champion one day? Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very early to say. Like, I don't think they're thinking... I think anyone they put in the main roster, they have that thought of this guy could potentially become a champion, no matter who you are. It's just, it's just what how the cards are played out and how things are dealt. And, you know, and the reaction of the crowd, they realise, OK, we're going to have to put this guy as a mid-carder. You, you get what I mean? Yeah. So they probably do have high hopes for him. They just they don't want to, at the same time, rush it. And I think that's what you always do. You always put someone in as a mid-card talent first and see how they do from there. So It's a good point, though, because you can get stuck. Like, I always think of like MVP. He got stuck. Like He, he, was, he definitely like, did. He was a mid-carder for pretty much his whole first run in WWE. And I was worried about Big E for a while. Like, I thought he could get that same thing until Money in the Bank. Yeah. I thought that could be. So there's, there's definite... I think it is early, but there is a definite element that he could be that upper mid-card guy that doesn't quite get to the main event spot but it's a crowded place especially when you've got two like massively dominant champions at the moment i'm not completely still sold on bobby lashley but you want to you want to stay clear of smackdown because there's a roman reigns glass ceiling that no one's breaking it at the moment that's a good point ash what's what's next uh max sorry what's the next um match? we had the smackdown tag team championships the mysterio versus the usos um father and son trying to take the titles back which they failed to do. The Usos retained. 
I'm 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 always I'm I'm always enjoying how these guys work together. Mysterios and Usos, they've they had a great match uh, in Money in the Bank, and had a nice little fun match again. Tay uh, is looking like Dominic is gonna turn heel, isn't he? On Ray, um, is that yeah yeah sure no problem. Is that what you want to see? Uh, and do you think Dominic is ready to pull off that kind of storyline? I'm not sure if he's ready, but. If he's going to do something, it's going to have to be a heel. Yeah, I think it's easier to be a heel, like a, a new person and a heel, than try and win the crowd over and be a baby face. So if they're going to do anything, then, then he has to be heel. And just he just needs to like really go into it, like, fucking dad, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Those exact words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Max, um, do you feel like, you know, Ray and... Dominic, they won their father-son tag team championship, which got a good reception at the time and whatnot. But that's kind of like, in terms of them being together storyline-wise, that's probably the, the highest they can get. And for Dominic to really break out as his own star, he may have to turn on his dad. Is, is, that, is that what you see as well? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, just kind of dating it back. I just don't know why they just didn't make them win the championships together at WrestleMania. It still makes like zero sense. Um but yeah, whatever. Um, with Dominic and Ray, I think I'll say this to you like, just personally for myself, maybe others want this as well. I'd rather see Ray be the bad guy, like, in a whole career of Ray Mysterio, we've hardly seen that kind of heel persona come out from him ever. And again, this, this is like one of those things where you actually don't know how the crowd will react if the crowd will take Ray as a heel because he's absolutely loved, but um. I think I, I, I'm just not sure if Dominic can be bought as a heel just because literally he still has a baby face. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if people will actually buy into it at all. So, yeah. Ash, you and I have been lifelong WCW fans. We were there when Ray was 16, 17, wrestling in, in those stadiums in Atlanta. And we've seen Ray's work from start to finish. We've never seen him heal, like Max rightfully said. He's, we've never been a heel. Is this the time to turn him heel? Is this something you want to see? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Ray could do it. I mean, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to doubt him because, as you said, he's one of my he's one of my faves. He's Ray Mysterio. I think the only time I can remember him even turn the line was during the Filthy Animals, where they were. Yeah, he did. He, oh, yeah, he did have a little bit of a heel turn then. That yeah, was a little bit slightly on the heel turn, yeah. but not because they were still cool. They weren't yeah. heel heels. They were cool heels at best, yeah. um, with no mask and obviously. And obviously, that's another thing as well. It's the whole like the whole presentation of Ray. It's it's hard in a WWE world to look like that and be a heel. It's it's this is how you this is how you do it. Ray's not going to turn heel. You don't turn Ray heel. That's not going to happen. You do turn Dominic heel. Dominic needs to attack Ray at Survivor Series. Dominic needs to be the one who ends Ray's career at WrestleMania next year. And Dominic needs to be the one to unmask Ray at his end, career ending. That's how you book this storyline. Ray needs to give, give up his mantle to his son and also the mask to his son in a really heelish way. Unfortunately, in a heartbreaking way. Wait, this wait, you, a, you've kind of just changed what you said. Give give his mask no, to Ray no. or Dominic takes the mask. He takes it. He takes okay, it. Cool. But when I say give it in terms of real life sense, yeah, 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 you yeah, pass yeah. it on the mantle. 
Yeah. But he needs to take the mask from his dad and he needs to break hearts. This can't be no, here you go, son. I love you. You're now the new Rey Mysterio. Fans are going to shit all over that. If you want to make Dominic a star, he needs to be a bastard. He needs to attack his dad, take the mask, and that's how you make Dominic a star. I'm writing WrestleMania. God damn it. <laughs> Do you think Dom's ready for that, though? Like, No, he's not. He's not ready for that at all. That, that's too much pressure. He will fumble in seconds. I think that's the end game. I think that's where we get to at some point in the future. I, he's still very great. Still, I agree with you, Ash. So give it another year. Yeah, so give it another year. WrestleMania 2023. That's when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, right. taste it too. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Usos, amazing as always. We love Usos. I ain't got nothing yeah. else to say. I just want to see Naomi join the bloodline. What's taking them so long? But anyway, we'll talk about that. What's next? Uh, next. I was going to say quickly, just shout out to Dom. He's one year he's been wrestling now. He made his debut yeah. SummerSlam last year against Rollins. Oh. So. Guy hasn't done too badly for himself. But next up, we got a special concert performance from Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick mm. Boogs, they came out parading the Intercontinental Championship, a bit of dancing, we've got a bit of Pat, Ma Pat McAfee on the table. Um, I, la I love Pat McAfee, by the way. He's brilliant. I, I he's love him. I love he him. made a Friday Night Lights reference during this show, so if I couldn't not love Pat McAfee even more, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Death Edge, you said clear heart, full hearts, and I was just like, oh my God. I, I actually thought of you, Ash. I actually thought of you when you said that, so. Um, but yeah, we, we soon I, um, learned that Sorry, I was just gonna say we seen like this this segment was just part of filling time for what was to follow, which was the um, SmackDown Women's Championship. So, just to run through the saga here for those that haven't seen it, Bianca Belair made her entrance. They played the vignette of Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks before this entrance, as if the match is still going ahead. The commentator, once Bianca was all settled on the ring, Greg Hamilton said that yeah, this match ain't going ahead because Sasha Banks is unavailable. And that the new competitor in this match is going to be Carmella. Carmella came out, whole host of boos. I guess she's a heel, she can take it. Got and also, the they, they were also booing because Sasha's not there. Of it? course, of course, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bianca Belair cut a promo saying that, you know, her and Sasha will meet somewhere down the road, but she was, she was visibly disappointed. And then she said that, you know, she's going to kick Carmella's dusty ass. And then before this match was kind of <laughs> going to get kicked off, we saw. The return of the man, Becky Lynch. She came out, massive ovation. Um, got into the ring, more or less kicked Carmella out of the ring, threw her into the ring steps. Proposed to Bianca Belair that she should be the competitor. Um, Bianca Belair, after some deliberation with herself, accepted. Um, the ring bell went. They went for a handshake that Becky instigated. The handshake turned to a, a sucker punch and then a manhandle slam. And three seconds later, Becky Lynch was the new smackdown women's champion <laughs> 10 marks discuss uh let's go with tay first <laughs> Look, i'm not like this is not a dig at becky obviously becky is good but personally i think she's overrated i thought she was overrated before why bring becky back and Give her the championship if she's clearly not ready to resume full-time WWE championship. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I thought it was just such a rash decision. In my mind, this is what happened. CM Punk came back. Vince got visibly mad 
called Brock. There's a car outside for you 15 minutes. Who's the other woman? Who's a woman? Brock, Brock woman. Brock woman. Becky, get her on. Like, they were literally like, day before, they were like, right, get them in. Done. How do we do this? Well, you're not ready to wrestle? Fuck it. Squash her. Go. And it just, it just seems so... It was nonsense to me. Because yeah. how is Becky squashing the strongest woman mm, yeah. on the roster? Yeah. Bianca Belair has beaten... Um, Bailey. Sasha, being Bailey, are you mm-hmm. telling me that Becky can squash them too? No, she can't. No, no. not in this world, can she? It just seemed it was su- it was such a rash decision. It was a poor decision. It made me very angry. <laughs> I had to have a nap because I was so mad, and I went to, to resume some of that later. I just think it was, it was a terrible decision. No, nothing against Becky. Glad she's back. I would have I would happily have her win the belt if there was some kind of match. That would yeah. have been fine. I wouldn't have been mad at that. But the yeah. fact it was a squash, it just shoot all over. Well, you're not the only one that feels that way. Nikki Bella had some um, words after in the SummerSlam uh, after party, and she was visibly upset about the decision of squashing Bianca Bella as well. Uh, what did she say again? She said, um, I'm not happy that they made a decision to squash her. She pointed out like Bianca. She said, Bianca's one of the best. She's like the best at the moment. And that title... The fact that that title match when she won the title meant something yeah for that to just be gone uh but yeah, you know this is pretty so- much just saying that you know as well as what you've just said that women's wrestling has come so far and yeah you know, we're getting to like basically a big four pay-per-view and you're doing what you kind of used to do in terms of giving the women quick matches no you know but I, I have a comment on that it's I understand Nikki's frustration, but this is something Vince does. Like we've seen it with Daniel Bryan. I was, I felt I was livid when Sheamus defeated Daniel Bryan in twelve seconds. We've seen this, you know, with the Kofi Kofi Mania Brock Lesnar bit. We've seen this with they've done. I swear they've done this with Bret Hart. The whole Hogan Bret Hart thing. You know, it's like these are the things. I know there was. It's not exactly the same, but these are they have done this many times. Like this is it's it's, it's but. Tay, you might be right. The panic button might have been pressed because of CM Punk's return. Ash, do you think the panic? Do you think that was a response to Punk coming back? No, no. I think it was a response to Sasha not being ready. I think that was more the case than than CM Punk. I, I think Becky may have been planned for this weekend in a different type of way or, or something like that. But I think this was a direct response to Sasha legitimately not being available so they thought oh what can we do and the thing is you have to remember as well wwe and this is will be different to aew is about moments like what is everyone going to be taking away from SummerSlam this weekend becky back brock back to a certain extent edges entrance which we'll talk about in a minute they're not talking about the matches wwe especially at SummerSlam and wrestlemania they want you to remember the moments and this is why i don't see this as a slight on the women's division because they've created a moment like we're all talking about it that was the first thing we all you know the next morning or wherever you watched it that's what we were all thinking about is becky's return how it happened whether you liked it or not they created a moment so i i think they spotlighted the women's division for sure because one of their best talents is back yes it's come the expense of bianca which i i don't particularly like either however if it just leads to becky bianca in a big time proper match with a grudge on Bianca's half, I'm all in for that for sure because now she's got a grudge against Becky. Thirty seconds is a bit harsh. I get it. Yeah, it's a squash. It, it, it's not what we wanted to see. And there's reports today coming out of the 
Becky's going to be a heel as well. Which... Yeah, I heard that Becky's a heel now. That's how they have to run it. That they they the crowd was visibly shocked and disappointed when it happened. Yeah, like people were like, "Oh, like when they having three, the amount of people's face were like, "Oh, like it's over," sort of thing. Like they were visibly shocked and some disappointed. And yeah, that's the only way to run it now. Like they've built Bianca as this big baby face. They gave her massive moments like the WrestleMania win, Royal Rumble win, and stuff. She is up there in terms of baby faces in this company. Totally. Yeah, men or women, like she's yeah. really up there. So they have to play up Becky. Getting the crowd to boo Becky is going to be a very hard task because for, like Tay said, I don't quite understand the hype, but I'm, I buy into it at times. But like, I don't know when everyone just started loving Becky, basically. Like, I didn't really get it. But like to now turn that is, is going to be very, very difficult. But I think literally they change her music. None of that sing-along stuff. Just give her something a bit more hardened. Uh, make her come out and mock, you know, Bianca Belair. Because now Becky's doing everything that she complained about. Remember that before she turned against Charlotte at the, that SummerSlam, all you know, all then she was complaining about stuff like this. People just coming back, taking opportunities, this to any other. Well, Becky, Becky's just done that now, so she has to join the brigade of of heels and that do stuff like that. She's got to so, become yeah. Hollywood Becky. She's got to do Hollywood Rock without yeah. Holly. That's what yeah. she's got to do. She's got to come out and say this division's nothing. I I own. I'm the man. I. They, she's got to twist it to be that kind of heel, like. Still, kind of being what she is, but turning it up—the the arrogance, the you know, like yeah, that's it does she, make it, it does make sense for her character to be a heel. It does, yeah. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, she's she's not ready, obviously. That's the reason why I personally believe that's why she squashed Bianca. I feel like if she was hundred percent ready to compete, that would have been a match. But she's not ready yet. She just had a baby. She's still got time to recover. But they're gonna bring her back for what? Her mouth. Her mouthpiece. She can talk. You know, cut promos. Austin was injured half the time when he was on top of the world, but he was still wrestling. He was still in the raw week in week out because it's what he can say. So that's what they're going to use Becky for. Um, what's the next match? Max? We had um, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Hey, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you know what? Not, it was four minutes. Four minutes, and I thought, you know, from I just think from Drew where he was, like four and a half minutes. And Drew was like fighting for the world championship months ago. And to be honest, we all said we need Drew to move away from the title picture. But from that to four minute matches on pay-per-view, uh, yeah, we can move on, really. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Drew won. Jinder lost. Move on. All I'll say is that this feud had a story already there. And yeah. they didn't use it. Yeah, they, also, they avoided it. Like, they, over, they just fought over a sword. So... <laughs> A sword that can't be used, by the way, because that would make someone a murderer. Yeah, exactly. Or a fake sword or a replica sword. I don't even know. But, like, the story was there. Not to go up, but, like, you know, 3MB, best friends. Like, it was there. And, yeah. yeah. Raw is a lot. And I quote Kevin Clifton on this, who I speak, who's on our Twitter feed, on our WhatsApp feed skills. As he said, yeah. Raw is a lot of people fighting over inanimate objects. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did say that. You did which say is, that. Which is true. Like, whether it be a goal or a sword or a pistol water thing, like, that is kind of Raw's thing at the moment. I don't understand it. Um, what is next? Um, it's so true. I've just noticed um, that time is... I feel like we should do um, NXT TakeOver another time, maybe tomorrow or something. I'm going to stick this to a summer. This has been a very long review. It's been an hour already. So let's keep going. We'll do SummerSlam, but 
We'll do NXT takeover maybe another time. If that, unless you guys want to continue, it's totally up to you guys. But it's a yeah. show, show. Yeah, it's, that's cool. We could just run for you. yeah. Yeah. So we had a triple threat match: uh, Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair, um, and Rhea Ripley um, going after Nikki Ash's Raw Women's Championship. In the end, um, the the Queen <laughs> always wins, in it. And so, what um, is this now, guys? What is this? What is this now? Her fifteenth time, or has she matched up to Flair already? Eleventh, eleventh, eleventh time. I've, yeah, I'm pretty. No, twelfth, twelfth, because they kind of yeah. She's won the Divas Championship once, six Raw Women's Championships, and five SmackDown Women's Championships. They really want people to hate Charlotte, don't they? They really want people to hate but Charlotte. But you know what? What This is one thing. Okay, let me just say two things. When they put Charlotte in these big matches, Charlotte shines. Charlotte is brilliant. Like, performance-wise, she's brilliant. Oh, but again, I always feel like coming out of these, for such a big star, Charlotte elevates nobody. Like... There's no one that gets the rub once they've had a feud or a, a match with Charlotte Flair. The match itself, even is like I say, it's all about Charlotte Flair just putting her over how good she is, and that's and that is such a good and that is such a good point. That is such a good point. I was gonna say that is such a good point. Selfish wrestler, she is a selfish wrestler. You know what it is? That's such a you know what that's such a good point because her dad was the total opposite. Her dad made stars. Do you know how many stars yeah, 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 yeah. Ric Flair made? Ric Flair made stars. And Ric Flair was the kind of guy that will have that belt for years, but it yes. never mattered because Ric Flair made that wrestler look like a hot, like a million bucks. And it's just strange. I don't understand why they feel like why why make Nikki beat Charlotte only for her to lose the belt, especially especially with that gimmick. That superhero gimmick is flimsy as it is. That superhero gimmick is not going to work unless you make her win matches. That's the only way that gimmick is going to work. And so she with everything she you said, win. with everything you said, do you, I mean, it just came to my mind, maybe they're making Charlotte appear selfish in terms of this because they want her to reach these 16 titles to replicate her dad. Do you see what I mean? Maybe that's why she's not putting people over per se, if you get what but I mean. But that doesn't What do you think about Charlotte regaining her title for the twelfth time? And <laughs> and are you sick of seeing Charlotte as the champion now? Or are, are you? I mean, I know she's brilliant. She's absolutely yeah. brilliant. That is that is a fact. Uh, she's great at what she does, but it it does feel a bit like a slight on offers. It's difficult, and I, I echo both what you're saying as well. It's it's hard to see in the reigns and matches that she's had who she has put on her level. 
other than Becky, and Becky was probably already there in, in their feud as well. So I think the trouble they've had with this feud is that it hasn't worked from day one. Like, you've taken it back to Charlotte and Rhea. Like, compare their match at WrestleMania with no fans, one of the best moments of that era. Whatever, yeah. whatever reason, and I put the blame on the not knowing who the heel face dynamic was throughout this feud. It, it flip-flopped, it changed, it never worked. They threw Nikki in, and it's a, it's a really fun short-term gimmick. I love Nikki Cross uh, as, as a person, as a personality, as a wrestler. She's one of the sweetest persons in all of WWE, but this is a, a gimmick with a short lifespan. We all know that. So, And it's a Vince gimmick. He's, he's always wanted that Mighty Mouse character. That's what we've all heard that for years. He wanted Pac to do it when he was in, you know, when he was Neville. That was his first protocol. Yeah. I can see why, it's, why he did it. Where, but we've ended up in the same place. Like Charlotte is champion again. And now I'm going, well, and who's next? Like no one wants to see Rhea. I love Rhea Ripley, but I can't, I do not want to see her face Charlotte again right now. I just no, think. no, no. And Nikki's the character that if she loses, you lose the gimmick. Like her whole thing is overcoming the odds because she's almost a superhero and winning. Well, she's just lost, albeit in a triple threat. And Charlotte was brilliant. The corkscrew moonsault off the top as per usual, was a thing of beauty, it has to be said. But where are we now? Who challenges Charlotte now? Who's left? That's my, that's always my thing. It should have been like a David and Goliath kind of match. Like, yeah, it should have yeah, been totally. the one to like pin Charlotte, the main, the main one. The main. But it just, it, I just, I, I never understand WWE's affinity with Charlotte, like having, having to have the belt. She has to have it. And the thing is, people like Ric Flair was a 15, 16 time champion throughout like 20 plus years. Do you know what I mean? It's a difference. It's a difference of why he had, it worked because it's a 20 year span. Charlotte's a 12 time champion in six years. Yeah. It's good. I have to say, I love when you talk about Ric Flair, your eyes just go oh, wide. Listen, I, as you know, you know, he's one of my okay. all time favorites. And like, I've got fond like it's like childhood it's like yeah. i i have that same reaction when i talk about batman you know what i mean it's it's, it's childhood memories lodged into my brain and like this goes in like rapid motion of how many matches he had in my head i love it behind me brother you ain't got to tell me about childhood no. memory come on my brother <laughs> Woo! Well, you know what the next time we get you on the pod i want you to tell me every action figure you have there um um next what's the next uh match please my friend Probably the match of the night. We got oh, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Absolutely. That tremendous en entrance going oh. back to the days of the brood from Edge. Um, yeah, just a great, great, great match. And a big win for Edge. He's had, of, of course, a few high-profile matches since his return. Um, all ended up in losses, but he got the win here over Seth Rollins. Listen, can I just say, the best wrestler in WWE in the past 10, 12 years is Seth Rollins. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Still it's underrated. Like, Still underrated. There's like, there's no debate. And like, it's like, he is the standard bearer of wrestling quality. Like, don't get me wrong. Daniel Bryan, obviously, you know, Daniel Bryan is the GOAT. Daniel yeah. Bryan's the GOAT. He's the best. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about someone who, in a consistent level, Seth Rollins and on SummerSlam, he proved it again. He was whipping out the moves that he hasn't whipped out for a long time, like the Phoenix Splash. And the, so, like, he was just controlling that match. And I, I absolutely adore Seth Rollins. I love Bro, it. Like, I, I always get into conversations with people. And obviously, you know, us of 
us that go on Twitter a lot, we see people, Kenny Omega or Seth Rollins, and that's the usual comparison. And I'm always telling people, you guys know how good Seth Rollins is. And he works for WWE, where his, his stuff is clearly capped. Yeah. Like, if this guy was in the New Japan, if he was on the indies and had no limitations, are you mental at this kind of stuff <laughs> this guy's got to pull out? Like, yeah, yeah, for he's, sure. he's that good. Like, yeah, he's definitely sure. up there in the conversation. And he's this was a superstar. Like, he has he, he has everything. Like, I agree, Max. If he's on the indies or, or in, you know, in another promotion, you see him in ring. But outside of that, give him a gimmick. He will absolutely kill it. Like I, people shout on his baby say baby face run. I didn't mind it. I thought no, it wasn't the, the best feuds, but he was a great baby face. He's easy to get behind because you know he's a good looking man. He can t- he's a great on the mic. There's there's nothing Seth Rollins cannot do. He absolutely. is he's an absolute dude. Like he is. I still think he gets underappreciated in WWE. Once he comes out of this whatever we want to call the gimmick now, it's gone past the kind of cult leader. It's it's his own thing, to be honest. Yeah. I want to see, like, one more big baby face, top of the card. I mean, there is an argument, and p- many people won't like this, that Seth should be the one to damn Roman. You know what? I wouldn't even, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't even be mad at that, because we don't really... We've seen Seth versus Roman... But we haven't really seen Seth versus Roman. I don't, does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we've, we've seen glimpses. We've seen, yeah. yeah, we haven't seen a proper feud. We haven't really seen... We've seen a little... Like, we've had matches in the pay-per-views and stuff. We've seen that. And, like, a little month feud. We've seen, like, a month feud here and there. But yeah. we haven't had a proper, proper rivalry. And, obviously, with this Reigns, this is a whole new Reigns. I honestly believe this is now... This is Reigns... This is Reigns in his bag. This is this going is, forward. This is yeah. actually Reigns. You get what yeah. I mean? We saw Roman Reigns before, but that's still very much developmental Reigns. Even though he did great stuff with the Shield, he's done some legendary stuff, been part of some legendary matches in that development role. I think that Reigns has finally found himself, and I would love to see this Reigns against Seth, one hundred percent. And yes, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at that at all, given the history as well. Like if they use it and don't fight over an inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> Reigns and Seth fighting over a broom. They'll yeah. probably fight over. They'll probably fight over Reigns' is, um, lay. lay yeah. You know, Seth, Seth Rollins wants it. On, Seth. I want you to put the lay on. Seth Rollins wants to add it to his drip. But so, despite you know, I, I don't want to hark on, but, but the storytelling is in this match as well. The whole curb stomp is going to end your career, harking back to the you know the seven years ago, and that oh. story was told throughout the match. And also, Absolutely. we haven't even mentioned how brilliant Edge is. Edge, like, come on. Edge is a legend. Edge coming level, with, level yeah. Edge. Yeah. Yeah. This, return, this return of Edge is like solidified. I mean, I'm not going to say he was never a Hall of Famer, right? I was never going to say that. But I felt he was given his Hall of Fame status too early. That's too what early. I, feel. I feel. But obviously, hindsight being 2020, nobody knew if Edge would ever wrestle again. Do you get what I mean? So I understood why they did it. But I mean, Edge coming back in this zone, Edge, his matches that he's having. Oh, he's a bona fide Hall of Fame. And also, I loved the brood entrance. I wish Gangrel was there. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be real. Yeah. I want to be real. Him. I, they could have got Gangrel. They Easy. really could have. I'm sure he's not that Easy. Busy. He's not that busy. You could have paid him a little something, something. He didn't have to be in the match, or he just had to come out of the flames with him, spit the blood, and leave. 
That's all you had to do. If and Gangrel, the crowd would have went nuts. If Gangrel could make it to Matt Hardy's compound thing on AEW in the pandemic, yeah. he could have made it to SummerSlam if they yeah. wanted him there. If Gangrel would come out at SummerSlam, CM Punk would be nothing. That would have been the return of the weekend. 100%. 100%. But yeah, um, great match. Great to see Edge in this element. Um, what you guys think is next for both now? Because I think I'm assuming that feud is finished now, right? Ooh. I, can't can't imagine seeing, I can't imagine seeing Edge for a while until maybe another big pay-per-view is around yeah. the corner or something. But um, so at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, that makes me feel like he's just gonna lose, or he'll lose all the heat he's kind of just built up, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be real, guys. You know what I want to see? What? I want to see a heel Finn Balor versus Edge. Ooh. That's what I want to see. Interesting. Why? Yeah. What's going on with Finn? What's he's wearing his yeah. What the hell are they doing? The Finn got he got his contract stolen by Cena, and you don't you don't do anything about it. Yeah. That's that's I mean, apparently Cena had some more dates on this little stint he's got past SummerSlam, but apparently now he's gone. But that's the one thing I would have liked to see, even if it was a TV match, a SmackDown main event, Finn Balor versus John Cena, and John Cena putting Finn Balor over. I thought that could have went leaps and bounds for Finn, but it looks like Cena's gone. Before we move on, uh, we have a member of the hooked hooked on wrestling family with a question. It's Leanne. Your homegirl Leanne Ash. She says, um, with Edge breaking out of the sorry, with Edge breaking out the brood entrance at SummerSlam, which iconic entrance or music would you love to see again? So I'm gonna go around. Uh, I'll start with Max. What iconic theme song that you don't hear today in wrestling history would you like oh, to hear again? I'm about to be a prisoner of the moment and actually say cult of personality. Um <laughs> I, I think I think it's Austin. Austin is just one of them ones that just garners reactions the minute you hear the glass break. Like, yeah, it's, it's that, man. But, okay, but in, a, in the context of, if you're thinking of a wrestler who has a new music now and they had an iconic theme song back in the day, oh, would you like to bring back? Triple H, theme song. Which one? The time. It's my time. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that was great. One, twelve. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, um, Tay? trying to think like who else is still there that was there back in the day um i got my answer go on what's yours ash do you want to go first who's that bumping out the sky uh, right. Right. <laughs> there we go <laughs> you know what i would love i would oh. love it i mean it's never gonna happen because he's now in aew but i wish when he did debut in wwe 2014 that sting brought back that iconic crow thing okay. From yeah, yeah. Listen, I was so disappointed. You could have done I'm, that as well. I they definitely could have done that. I marked out. I marked out crazy, but the mark out would have been a whole nother level if you came out to the crow feed. That's that's my answer. Tay, do you have one before we move on? I don't move on. <laughs> okay. Randy Orton as well. Randy Orton, Randy Orton, yeah. Oh, Randy Orton's theme, yeah. yeah. Hey, nothing you can say. Yeah. Even, 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 even CM Punk's um, chain, Alter Bridge. Is it Alter Bridge? Yep. The Firebirds. Kane, Kane, chemical, chem slow, chemical, slow chemical theme. We could go on. Anyway, uh, what's next, next? Um, 
if we have to talk about this one, the WWE Championship match, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, after, was it after or before? I can't even remember at this point. I was kind of falling asleep. But I, all I remember seeing is waking up halfway through the match with a bit of a nap and seeing Gage in the full Nelson. The... <laughs> I woke up and saw the poor boy getting getting full Nelson. And then I know Goldberg... Um, had an in like faked an injury or got an injury to his leg. My memory's kind of foggy. I fell asleep during this. Match. The best thing about this whole match was the crowd's response to Goldberg. They were booing Goldberg throughout the whole match. Bobby Lashley was really? getting cheered out the building. Like, but you, that's how bad it is, Max. Where you know this crowd ain't really invested in Lashley like that. They're not. But they don't want to see Goldberg that much that they cheered Lashley like he was a bona fide baby. Oh, I need to watch this back. You oh, need to watch God. it back. It was so entertaining. It was so good to see. And I'm, I'm, this is the kind of shit CM Punk is talking about. Why are you bringing back Goldberg? Nobody wants to see Goldberg. Like mm. nobody wants to see this. Learn how to build new stars. And this is the issue you're having. You're having to bring back Becky Lynch, who just gave birth. You're bringing back Brock Lesnar to face Roman Reigns for the 1500th time. I was happy to see Brock Lesnar, but it just doesn't compare because you haven't built up proper stars. But they and were building Bianca and they went and squashed that's, her. So. That's the same problem. Same problem Punk's talking about. It's just, it's all of it's part of the part of the issue. But okay. yeah, it, I feel like they have like um what they're trying not to do is build another, have another Daniel Bryan. So they keep on like, they'll push you and then they're like, wait a minute, mm -mm, you can't get too far with Maybe. the newest star. But, but that's insanity to me. That's insanity. <laughs> ever since then, it's like they've just never tried to build, build, let other stars build naturally. It has did to you, be on their terms. Did otherwise, you, you you're, 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 you're absolutely right. There's a rumour, I don't know if it's true, but there's a rumour that WWE has put an announcement saying they're never going to sign independent stars. That's correct, yeah. yeah. What the hell? They want homegrown NXT stars. That's what they want now. Has that worked? They've done the they've done the indie route, and in Vince's mind, it hasn't worked. Like he doesn't but, think but, the but biggest the biggest homegrown home star of recent years is probably Roman Reigns. Yeah, has the, has, but even that took ages, though. Even yeah. that took ages. Yeah, yeah. Has homegrown talent ever worked from WWE? No. No. So, what, it's, so how are you blaming yeah. independent stars when your, your stars, if anything, were independent stars? Yeah, but the independent stars are all of an ilk, can't they? The most of them, and this isn't a, a, a criticism whatsoever because Adam Cole's my boy, but are Adam Cole. Like, you know, that's what you get. If Adam Cole was a foot taller, it'd be, be multi-time WWE champion by now. Which is ridiculous, but that's kind of where it's they want it to go. They want the big star. They want an Omos to a certain extent. Oh, I feel like their mindset is just so draconian. Like, they, they, like Vince definitely has dementia. Like he's waking up in 1989 every morning because he just keeps on thinking that we want these big, massive, big, built like a brick shit house stars. Where, like, before it was like, okay, I'm watching wrestling and I'm looking at this guy and that physique is unattainable. And I want to be that, but it's unattainable. Now we want representation. I want to look at someone who looks a bit like me, but I'm like, if I worked hard, I think I could get it. That's the kind of era that we're in now. But he is like, no, no, I want these seven foot, 500 pound guys. Like, if, if I'm being real... If I want to see a seven foot guy in a commander outfit, I will go to a circus. I don't want to watch him in wrestling. <laughs> it doesn't like, work. He needs to come, come into the new era and just embrace it. This is what people want to see. 
They had that with Braun Strowman, though, and, and they let and him they got go rid of him. And they got rid of him. Yeah, exactly. A lot of that's down to money. But quickly going back to Goldberg as well. I mean, first thing, he looked a hell of a lot better in this match than he did at the Rumble, which yeah. was, a, you know, I'm trying to take some positive. Like, the you know, the boxer shorts were gone and we were back with some sort of wrestling tights and he looked in better <laughs> shape, which I'm just, I'm just glad of that because the boxer shorts was just a sad lonely thing it was like the end of Goldberg for me so I'm glad that they, we've slightly gone you know he looked in good shape but the thing is with Goldberg like as you said earlier skills we're WCW boys back in the day and we loved Goldberg but he's never been a performer no. like you can't you can't get a feud out of Goldberg because he's no. not that he's not that guy like no, at the end, how mad did Goldberg really seem that his son had just been manhandled by Bobby Lashley like he was saying I'm gonna kill you but it was kind of like, I'm going to kill you because you didn't wake me up uh, five minutes earlier than you should have done. It wasn't like I've just literally manhandled your son. <laughs> Can you imagine what it felt like for me? I woke up and that's what was on my screen. A boy in this hurt lock. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it, like, honestly. They should just put Gage in the performance centre, train him up to be the next Goldberg or something. Gage be dumb. Let's book it. WrestleMania 50. Gage be dumb. There we go. That's what they need to start doing. But yeah, it was, it was interesting. It's going to go again, isn't it? Because there's a, it hasn't finished. Saudi, no, Saudi it hasn't Arabia. finished. MVP, MVP kind of saved the segment in the end with saying, oh, we didn't know that was your son. We thought it was a fan. You can't blame Lashley. And and just, yeah, it's going to go again. Mm. Let, let, uh, Goldberg will probably win the belt. You know. And you know when it goes again? Crown Jewel. Oh, Saudi Arabia, yeah. 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 Oh, October. God. Oh, my God. All right. Um, what's next? <laughs> Who's next? Goldberg. We had the main event. The main event was on Universal Championship match: John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Um, I thought this was a really, really good match. Good I think, match. yeah, Reigns looked like a villain. He finally looked aggressive within this feud. The whole time, I, I in my opinion, he's been kind of passive while they've been trading the word of um, war of words and that. But um, John Cena, obviously trying to roll him up to prove the whole quick one, two, three thing. That's all I need. He pulled out everything. Reigns went through a tape. Reigns was like super Reigns here as opposed to super Cena. Went through tables, loads of finishers. He kicked out of the super AA or whatever it's called off the top rope. Um, and eventually, yeah, Reigns got the win in the end with a spear. Then at the end, of course, Brock Lesnar, ponytail, boot cut. <laughs> Brock Lesnar came out and don't forget um, the church shoes. That's not and the church <laughs> shoes, yeah, as well. Um stared down that. Roman Reigns. <laughs> I think I think you know we could have done with a Reigns eating an F5 here, maybe just something more than just a face-to-face. But um it seems that when the, the broadcast went off TV, John Cena got all the suplexes and F5s. But yeah, again, it's looking like maybe Brock Lesnar versus Reigns at the Saudi show. Um, Saudi yeah. show or some or Survivor Series? I think maybe the Saudi show because that's like a big show for them financially. Oh, Survivor yeah, Series yeah. is when they do their brand versus brand stuff, in it. So. Oh. <laughs> okay, Ash, let's go to you. That. Ash, let's go to you first. When you saw Brock Lesnar, what the reaction you had? Did you pop? Were you happy? Oh to see yeah. Him? I mean, the thing is with Brock, his music is so brilliant. Like you yeah. cannot not pop to that well, noise. Like every time, even it's just brilliant, and I'm so here for a face run. Like when yeah. the last time we had a proper rock, no Heyman face run. Because let's be honest, like, as good as Brock's been in this decade, the act of him coming out, Heyman doing the thing, 
got a little bit tired. Oh, and now we throw hey, you know, Haven's on the other side. Rock looks like a, a, kill, a killing machine. He's the scariest man with a ponytail I've ever seen. <laughs> like, what, like, I saw his pics on Twitter of him cutting meat was bad enough. Like, he's <laughs> the best shape he's been in for a very long time. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't think the build to just see the reigns was as good as it could have been, but the match definitely delivered. And, yeah. You know, Cena, for a man that's been out however long, still delivers at the big stage, new shiny Hollywood hair and all. So I thought I was pleased with the whole main event. I thought Reigns looked like a star, Cena did his job, and then we got Big Brock. So, yeah, thump, big thumbs up. I was definitely happy to see Brock Lesnar return. I smiled from ear to ear. He looked great. Like you said, Ash, he looked amazing. I'm loving the new look. I'm glad he's come with a new look. A lot of people need to learn from that. <laughs> Cena. <laughs> Cena. Um, but it was great to see Brock Lesnar. Tay, Ryan, Roman Reigns has to win, right? He has to win. What, against Lesnar? Of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 Beat him up. Get rid of him. I mean, he, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> he needs to... I think Lesnar needs to be his because obviously Reigns is never. You know, if you look at him, Reigns has never beaten Lesnar. I don't think he's ever beaten Lesnar. He beat him at SummerSlam for the title, for the Universal yeah. title, a couple years back. But there was a whole there was a whole shebang with Braun Strowman getting involved and right. kind of distracting right. him. But okay. Reigns won. Okay. Yeah. But most of the time, Lesnar always wins, right? Most of the yeah, time, yeah. Lesnar always wins. So this this needs to be Reigns winning clean, no interference. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you can't not make. He's not going to make. Lesnar look like. I mean, I think Lesnar should still dominate Reigns, to be honest. Realistically, Lesnar still needs to dominate Reigns, but Reigns wins at the end. That's what, that's what needs to happen. I think um, we've we've seen how good Reigns has been. This is It's actually one year today since Reigns came back and it adopted this character. And I think um, with all the names he's beaten, Edge, Cena, um, you know, Lesnar's going to be added to that list. Um Daniel Bryan, who, who everyone that he's kind of went through, and obviously Rock is somewhere probably at the finale of this road. They need to be building the guy that's going to beat Reigns, like right now. Because Big e. he, I mean, yeah, whoever it is, like I, I think it's maybe Biggie, a mix of Biggie, maybe Drew McIntyre, maybe the, maybe Carrying Cross if they put him back on track. I don't know McIntyre, who it is. McIntyre is not new. He's not new. I know, I know, new. and he's about Reigns's age, but like. This is whoever's going to be the next top guy. And to be honest, like Reigns always refers to McIntyre like his favorite number two and all of this kind of stuff. So he's he's putting him over in a way as like maybe the next guy, but not quite. But whoever it is, they need to be building that person now because that person has to absorb all of the superpowers. I don't, think they know who it, I don't think they know who it is yet. They, they, they obviously don't know. They don't know who it is. This is WWE. But I'm just saying they, they need to be building that guy so that that power can be absorbed, you know, because... Yeah, we have to believe it when it happens that this person. It's Goldberg. <laughs> um, question for all you guys: If if we do see Rock Les, uh, sorry, Rock Reigns at Mania, Rock has to win. I mean, sorry, Reigns has to win, right? Reigns has, has to win. Has to win. Yeah, has and to. Rock would do that. Rock, there's yeah. no point in giving Rock the W now. Like, yeah, yeah. he's not. He's Dwayne Johnson, not even the Rock anymore. And that pains me because he, he's, you know, he's he's my Mount Rushmore. He's my guy, but he's Dwayne Johnson. He's not the Rock anymore. Come yeah, back to the marquee match, but no, he, he don't give the man the title. Okay, well, 
let's give a little ranking of SummerSlam before we sign off. Uh, I'm going to go around the room. We'll start with Tay. Out of 10, what do you give SummerSlam? Okay, let's do five. Out of five, what do you give SummerSlam? Three and a half. Max. Yeah, maybe three and a half. Cena, Edge match, and then the returns saved it for me. Yeah. Ash. Yeah, I was gonna say three, so you've been slightly kinder, I think. But I think I, I think, think so. We haven't said like having a full stadium with fans. That was good. Yeah. I thought the I thought the way was kind of cool. By the way, it curved. Yeah, me too. I love that. Geeky thing to notice. I really like that. I love but, long entrance ways. Yeah, they just made that especially for Becky and Brock. <laughs> I'm all the way down. One thing about Ash, one thing about Ash does this all the time. <laughs> he does this all the time. She'll notice all these like the stages, the, the light, the pyro. It's good. It's I love it. I love Did it. you notice the show had no pyro? Yeah, because like Red Brock did his thing. It, it didn't happen. There, there was no pyro on the show, and apparently Edge had pyro. Edge. Yeah, the fire. I guess. It's fire. Yeah. 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 And apparently, people in the stadium were complaining that like their um till their till machine or something wasn't working. So after the second match, no one could buy beers or anything. Really? Yeah. Oh dear. It was CM Punk. Um, it was CM Punk. AEW. Um, I'm gonna say free. Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a great. It was. It was okay. Like when I dissect it with you guys, I kind of appreciate it a bit more. But it's it's still. Okay, well, Ash, thank you so much for finally joining us on the Kick Out Podcast. For thank those you. who have loved you today and love your takes and want to hear more from you, where can people find you on your platform? Please promote it on here, please. Um, you send pug people who want to send abuse my way. <laughs> You'll get a lot of that, Ash. You'll get... I just kept quiet. I just did all it. Yeah, Send it to Ash Rose UK. It's fine. I'll take it. I'll take all the heat. I'll take all the heat. It's fine. So Ash Rose UK, and you, you want to pl plug your wrestling podcast? Yeah, like the Hooker Wrestling Show, you can find it at HO Wrestling. Um, so that, yeah, we'll be back doing our own review of the whole weekend as well, where I'll argue even more about CM Punk. So yeah, look out for that this week. And also How Mania, the, the 90s podcast that we do as well. So, yes, yes. A brilliant, brilliant, fun podcast. Yes, please. I bloody love the 90s. I may have said that a few times. <laughs> you bloody do love the 90s. Ash, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Max Tay, love you guys. Thank you for always helping me out with this podcast of mine and uh, guys please tune in for more reviews we've got nxt takeover coming up and i guess monday night raw as well we'll be talking about that sometime tomorrow or wednesday so please tune in to the kick out subscribe you know all the deal